We love eating them. Now it's their turn. Oh my gosh. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. This week, Star Wars announces a new trilogy of films for us, Mike. Yes, it did. Yes, Disney has Fox by the tail. Alright. Do you get that? Because foxes have tails? Yeah, I got it. Fox on the run. Thank you. The Punisher and Justice League arrived this week. Oh, it's going to be a busy week, man. Which one's really going to punish us? I don't know. <laughs> and more. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very nerdy weekend for me at the best possible time of the year because my, uh, unfortunately, my 30th birthday is on Thursday. Uh, old I feel, man I feel like a super old man for many, many ways that the instances are stacking up recently that make me feel old. But anyway, it's going to be a fun, nerdy weekend. Because on Thursday, the wife and I are going to head down to Disneyland with a Park Hopper Pass, surprised with the Park Hopper edition. So thank you. Thank you, lovely wife. So we're going to be hitting up the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in California Adventure. I'm going to get some bread that shapes like the face of uh, of Groot's head. So there's Groot bread mm-hmm. down there. So I'm going to try some of that. And then, of course, head on over to Disneyland and do awesome stuff like ride the Indiana Jones ride. There's an awesome Star Wars ride over there. I, I don't know if that Star Wars ride has been up updated or not as in like the 3d visuals because i feel like that's easy to update is it the 4d one where you sit in it and it moves around yeah 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 then i can confirm when i went to disney for my honeymoon a year and a half ago they did have at least episode seven oh that'll be cool so that'll be that'll be a fun fun to see new stories Mm -hmm. on that that's a fun ride so but yeah after disneyland the following day friday is going to be justice league and then probably after Justice League, depending, like you said, whether the taste in our mouth is good or bad, we'll be uh, starting up Punisher and watching that all weekend. Um, we usually over here at Superhero Slate hold off on our Netflix reviews for about a week. You know, we want to give you guys time to watch it and finish it. Yeah, but Mike's trying but, to sound all like you know benevolent <laughs> here. It's, it's thirteen episodes, man. We, we yeah. like it's hard for us to do it. Yeah. So, but like maybe, maybe if, if we're able to get it finished, maybe we'll surprise surprise you guys next week with a, a Punisher's uh, review. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be a week out. Guaranteed Justice League's review episode next Sunday, though. That's, oh, for that's, sure. That's what it comes down to. The curi- the curiosity is super high for Justice League. The 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 expectations opposite end <laughs> <laughs> that's right so i i just bought my tickets on friday um i've been holding off and holding off but i was able to go in and get the imax screening at six a six o'clock showing on thursday which i'm very Dang, much in love with that time that's gonna be 3 p.m my time chris i'm, I'm probably just gonna be like eating doritos or something you'll be at disney day. you'll be at disney that day if oh yeah i'll be group bread man i'll be in my group bread if you're eating doritos at disney that day i'm gonna be very disappointed <laughs> I was just trying to think, like, what does Mike do? What what do I do in the middle of the day? I'm probably injured. You get that five-hour energy because you, you're still got that 2.30 feeling lingering over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so 6 o'clock IMAX, reserve seating. Um, so I can just stroll up at, like, five minutes till and sit down. I don't have to worry about this. Uh, but, you know, at, at, in our new daylight savings time, you know, 6 o'clock is still dark. So... <laughs> I'm going in on this movie when it's nighttime and coming out when it's nighttime, so that's going to be an adventure. But I do have to say, <laughs> my friend uh, Patrick Foster, who does the Filmside Chats podcast with me, you met him at the wedding, mm-hmm. will be working in Louisville this weekend, or this week, and I will get to see him after hours, and if he's still in town on Thursday, I'm going to drag him with me. You're I know he's listening that. right now, and he's like, uh... <laughs> Whether the movie's good or not, he's going to be forced to see it. That's right. So I hope I hope he's still in. But if he if he he might work a little harder just to get out of this this one threat. So well, I mean, also tell him that there may only be a couple more movies. You get to see Ben Affleck as Batman. So that's, that's true. But on that <laughs> other side, we're going to try to record a podcast this week for Filmside Chats here together. So um, we've never done that for, for that for in that. person. Yep, not, <laughs> not in person for us. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Looking forward to that. All right, cool. But yeah, other than that, uh, I saw Thor again uh, this weekend. This time in IMAX, 2D. All right, 
So that was I gotta say that was pretty worth it. Yeah, I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you can track down 2D IMAX screenings. Everything out here is 3D IMAX. I can't. I can't separate the two for the life of me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It was a. It was a 1 p.m. showing, and I, maybe they just did like we don't want to deal with 3D glasses at 1 p.m. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it, it was fun. It's great. I had a good time. I still had to go to the bathroom like in the middle of it because that movie is so long. <laughs> but I, 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 it's a good movie. I, I you know, really you give it. you give me a good idea. Maybe I should just start buying 3D IMAX tickets and then show up an hour early and just destroy all the 3d glasses just like throw them in a trash bag and like run them over with my car and then like sorry looks like it's got to be 2d now suckers <laughs> yes right or you just get a job there and sabotage the 3d projector <laughs> i'm getting a second job just so i can watch my movies in 2d imax you probably get to watch them for free too yeah there you go it's paying for itself there man. you go but who needs movie pass when you could just work there <laughs> that's right exactly and you know what I, I think if you were able to work in a movie theater, you probably have to work the night Star Wars came out. Uh, I, I I could hear the segue coming. There's a cadence in your voice, man. Yeah, I was working. I'm like, how do I get Star Wars in here? <laughs> uh, and, and probably what I consider our biggest news of the week, despite Ooh. having some other news that I thought was larger earlier in the week, <laughs> Star Wars comes out of fucking left field with uh, Bob Iger of Disney announcing a bunch of new stuff this week. Yeah, First and, and this was all official announcements, too. This came from the Star Wars website. This wasn't some, like, Hollywood reporter leak or anything like that. This was, I believe, an earnings and prediction call or some sort of, you know, for shareholders or something. And this is all official, and the biggest thing, the shocker is, Ryan Johnson, director of Star Wars Episode Eight, that comes out next month, is to create a new trilogy of star wars films mm-hmm. and these will be focusing on new characters and new places and maybe new timelines mike this is un- this is not the next this is not i guess 10 11 12 this is a whole new trilogy of films somewhere else yeah yeah i mean this was pretty shocking uh, to hear about it's gonna be different from the skywalker saga which is something that i've been looking forward to you know i was just like if this is a galaxy this has always been described to us as a galaxy why are we focusing on just a handful of people mm-hmm. so i like the idea of expanding but i was a little apprehensive at first just because you know it's just it's just a new thing this is all new so i'm like oh, i'm a little worried but then i started thinking about it doing these thought experiments of like if they're giving this to ryan Jones, Johnson, that means he knocked a Jedi out of the park, at least for, you know, the people over at Disney. So this really makes me look forward to Jedi more, even more so than I was. So uh, if they're putting all this trust in him, because we've seen how picky Disney has been this last year with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the hammer that they're throwing down on their movies. So yeah, this makes me a little bit more excited. Um, I'm worried maybe a little bit more about the timeline type of thing. I don't know. I don't want them going too far into, like, the future. I don't want them, like, hop, step, and skipping over, like, the Skywalker story if it's still going. So anyone who's listening to this show knows I'm a big proponent of going back to the past Mm -hmm. of the Star Wars because we have the Old Republic video game series. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we go back to find, hey, when the Sith were actually a formidable force in the galaxy, when the Jedi were formed... What did this old Republic look like when everything was, you know, different and we have no characters tied to the new ones, you know? That's mm-hmm. my hope. And a lot of people have said that as well. But, like, anyone who's listening to the show knows I'm like, go backwards. Don't go forwards. You can go backwards. Or, you know, I don't want to go sideways either. Like, I don't want the same timeline we have, just a different part of the galaxy. Because I feel like that's too closely related, you know? Like, they might try to steer them together later on, and I don't want yeah. that. Yeah, and also, uh, what I was thinking was, I kind of thought these new movies were kind of our new trilogy. Yeah, I know we were kind of resting a little bit on the Skywalker story, the Han Solo stuff, but I just thought eventually we would kind of just um, progress out of that story and kind of leave them behind, you know, because I love Ray and Finn and um, Poe. I think they're awesome. So I just assumed, like, maybe in movie four, five, and six, it would just kind of be them. And, you know, the old guys would just be left in the past and, you know, these would be Mm -hmm. our new characters, new story. Um, But I I guess it seems like they're not saying that that they're going to end. Maybe they'll keep going forward. I I just assume like all of these actors sign super long contracts nowadays. Like, yeah, we might make 20 movies with you. So sign this contract just because it might happen. But uh, yeah, this is. It's exciting news. Some people were very, were very, very excited about this. I would say I'm a, a little bit more simmering, but you know the water's still hot. 
Yeah, to me, it's it's very exciting. I like the idea of them branching out um, where nobody, not everybody has to have a destiny and be related mm-hmm. to this. Because if I was to pick out my biggest complaints of the prequel movies, it's them trying to shuffle all these characters around we've already seen from the originals mm-hmm. and how they tied in together. Like, I, I, it's just kind of, I don't know, stupid um, that C-3PO was like, you know, built by Anakin, and then he's there late. Like, I don't need like this whole idea of everything's tied together. So even yeah. if they give us brand new characters on another side of the galaxy, I'm I'm gonna be fine with this. I uh, guess we will see how strong of a story Star Wars is in general. That it, yeah, they won't have they won't be any cameos to pop up. You know, <laughs> like they, we won't be able to rest on like the uh, an R two D two cameo. You know, exactly. And what I also kind of like about this, you know. Ryan Johnson was probably given the opportunity to do episode nine is what this is telling me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't want to. And they're like, well, we like you. What do you want to do? Um, <laughs> Maybe. So, so yeah. he's, he's taking uh, his writer, I forget his, his like uh, someone he collaborates with quite a bit. I don't know the name off the top of my head. They're creating this writing. I think he's directing at least the first one. So he may not be directing every movie, but it's still kind of his vision, like a whole new star Wars <laughs> to build upon. So since it is Ryan Johnson, what's the odds that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be uh, catapulted into the Star Wars universe? Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to be. He's, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think he might. Was he a stormtrooper in one of these? I think maybe in eight, he's like a stormtrooper, like <laughs> kind of like uh, how 007 was in the last one, whatever uh-huh. uh, his name was. D- Daniel Craig. Yeah. So again, I agree with you. Like you know, Disney or not Disney, Lucasfilm has a lot of faith in Ryan Johnson. They're like, you did a good. You you probably did a great job. So, and, and if he did a great job maybe creating something new in this movie, that's probably what gets me the most excited, is that this isn't probably going to be a rehash of The Empire Strikes Back. They probably said, hey, create something for us, see if we like it. They probably loved it, and then like, all right, your creative power has been approved and proven, go do something new for us. Yeah, well, it's definitely going to give Star Wars some legs for sure. You know, this kind of helps with the longevity of the of the story because we talk about Marvel and their phases a lot moving forward where we're like, oh, what are they going to do? You know, what new characters can they acquire? How do they keep this universe going? Well, Star Wars, they kind of have the advantage of, well, we don't need predetermined comic book characters. We'll just make brand new characters. So, yeah, that'll be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And they also have all the extended universe lore that's been jettison to pull inspiration from as well Mm -hmm. they don't have to retell those stories exactly um and it's funny you mentioned marvel because i think disney or not disney again lucasfilm will go towards a marvel release schedule i think we're going to be seeing maybe two star wars movies a year mike oh maybe i mean maybe we'll get like um like an official i guess not official star wars but you know we'll get like a main timeline story and then maybe just an alternate star wars possibly or maybe yeah like maybe these movies will just get so big that they'll just be like nope it's just like marvel getting those big movies out there yeah and then i i don't i don't see the star wars story movies going anywhere for a long time since we had the rumor that obi-wan is in the works mm-hmm. um i think i think we're gonna see you know this new trilogies four, five, and six, like you mentioned, will be going on the same time as this brand new Ryan Johnson trilogy and the Star Wars stories movies. And I, I just, I see Star Wars milking it for all it's worth, man. It's going <laughs> to do it. It's going to be kind of nice to see an official tie, a bow tie around like the the um, the Skywalker story. You know, we we've we've seen uh, we've seen Mark Hamill from like just a baby face kid to like a bearded badass man so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to kind of see his story you know just wrapped up finished and then it just kind of continue the story just continues on and then like luke is just this awesome character and we got to see his awesome story yeah i'm, I'm more excited about this than i am abrams films abrams one movie if i was to be honest episode <laughs> nine so you know that going for us um i sent you a picture earlier and we're gonna talk a little about the first look at han solo came from a cup <laughs> i thought you were talking about the donut movie and no, i was like no, that's no. not in the notes <laughs> we're not talking about attack of the killer donuts which we probably have sent more pictures of that than anything else in our lives <laughs> but um we have a, a look at, i wouldn't say it's our first look because the back when they announced lord miller they have a picture with alden ehrenreich as han solo in the thing but it's a promotional drink cup that you can refill at theaters that shows Guardians and it looks like Deadpool 2, Nomeo and Juliet, the sequel, uh, what's that? Fantastic Beast, Tomb Raider, but then also a photoshopped uh, Alden Ehrenreich uh, 
his head on top of a Han Solo body there. So I, I just I love how like you know breaking news or just news in general can come from like a concession stand cup. Yeah. But but yeah, when I saw it, I wasn't really surprised. It just it looks exactly what you think it's gonna look like. Put his head in some some like Han Solo cosplay, and there you go. He looks like Han Solo. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. I'm not even gonna put it in here because it's exactly what you imagine. So, <laughs> um, hopefully we get some. Hopefully we get a trailer for that coming up with Star Wars next month, Mike. What do you think, trailer? Uh, some sort of teaser. Give me something. It comes out in May. We gotta have something with it. Hopefully it's not a post-credit scene. That'd be the worst. <laughs> That'd be the worst. But also announced this week that on this conference call, the Star Wars TV series is coming to our new favorite Disney streaming service, which I th- I'm, I'm I'm predicting it will be our <laughs> new favorite streaming service, the Disney streaming service. Uh, so Star Wars will be getting a live-action TV series on the service. Yeah, I mean, I guess finally. I mean, they've been talking about Star Wars TV shows forever. Like originally this was supposed to be kind of like a Netflix deal and then it wasn't. So I think I, I even made like a um, a featured image for one of our older podcasts where it says like Netflix loves Star Wars or something like that. So I guess it's finally coming full circle to the Disney streaming app. Yeah, so the first actual live action series was announced in 2005 at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> wow. Uh, from George Lucas, and it was put on hold in 2010. But they have written over 100; they have commissioned over 100 scripts for this in that time frame already. Wow! Um, and it's time- someone someone's bought in a house off this already. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, all these scripts, you know, they might need tweaked a little bit, but they were built around the lore of Star Wars already that existed, uh-huh. not the expanded universe, but the movies. And I don't even think the Clone Wars TV show is out of that point. So they have all these scripts and information that they could just change a little bit and then uh, create this live action stuff. And you think that would be a killer show to get people to subscribe to this streaming service? I mean, when I'm thinking about streaming services and especially like a special effects kind of heavy show, I'm thinking about the budget right away. Like maybe they just look at this show as like, like um, what do they call them? Loss leaders. Like we, we know that this show doesn't deserve this high of a budget, but let's give it to it. Let's make something like Game of Thrones uh, style, um, just magnificent, and then get people to subscribe to the service. It's almost like launching a new streaming service is almost like launching a new video game console. Like, what are your release games? What are your like day one releases to push the console? You know, mm-hmm. so you got to have something big out there in front. So like, Disney's gonna like be kicking down the door, and it's gonna be like, you're gonna want our streaming service. Guess what? Because we have like all of this new stuff. We have like Marvel shows. We have like the new Star Wars shows. You're not gonna get this anywhere else because like and then you look at cbs down the street going like oh we tried to get you guys to subscribe with this one star trek show we got, we got star trek boys come and come and, and watch your star and trek. you can watch big bang whenever you want uh, well uh, disney it is so not only is star wars like you just mentioned getting a show but they have announced more shows for this service coming in 2019 mm-hmm. um the streaming service is going to get this these shows you can only find on there so star wars uh monsters inc from the Disney Pixar group is getting a TV mm-hmm. show. Um, I don't believe it will be CG. I think we're going to see an animated artwork style in the Big Hero 6 show that's coming up and the uh, Tangled show that, that just came out recently on Disney. Poss- possibly, possibly. Uh, yeah, we don't know. We have no confirmation. There will be a high school musical live action show, I'm pretty sure. I don't think this. that's for us, Chris. <laughs> says you. I got to see what my favorite high school musical kids are up to these days. Um, and they're creating a brand new Marvel show. But along with that, new Marvel shows will exclusively debut on the service. So we're not going to have to subscribe to eight different things right now to watch these Marvel shows. Like the Runaways on Hulu. Um, the Defenders and all those shows on Netflix. Uh, what else? Um, Freeform is you know getting cloak and dagger and then i guess abc has shield and uh, inhumans and agent carter so all these shows knock on wood will be on this disney streaming service yeah i guess they're basically trying to give us what we want mm-hmm. um well I, I i've said this before and i've kind of preached it into the ground so i'll just say it one more time just to reiterate Lay it on only, only disney could make this work i swear if like Universal or like Paramount or Warner Brothers, uh, I guess maybe Warner Brothers is kind of technically doing it. Like Legendary Pictures, no one else can do this. No one else cares about your content. 
I love Pacific Rim, and I know it's made by Legendary, but no one else knows that. So it's like only Dis- Disney could get away with this because their brand is like so big and large. I just don't want like anybody else out there thinking that they can replicate this model because it's like I don't want to subscribe to a thousand different streaming services just to watch all of these things. Disney's a big enough pool. They can make it happen. And um, I think you're about to bring this up next, but it sounds like it might be affordable. <laughs> yes. So um, just to kind of throw that on there, the Netflix shows, uh, when that contract expires, we don't know what's going to happen with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and The Defenders, where it's going to live. So if you might want to revisit those, you might have to subscribe to both. But Disney is bringing its guns to the table to cost less than Netflix out the gate. Um, and that kind of reflects the fact that you know Disney knows we don't have – all the content Netflix has. Um, the, you can go to Netflix and find tons of movies. Now, I'm not saying they're quality movies by any means, mm-hmm. but they have quantity. They have so many options on Netflix, and things rotate and come and go, but Disney doesn't have that huge library, but what they their library lacks for in quantity, I believe, makes it for in quality. Yeah, well, or maybe not necessarily quality because we haven't seen it yet, but it makes up for it in IP. Yeah, it makes me think that maybe they're taking a little bit more of like a startup approach to this where it's like, let's price it less, undercut the competitors out there because we're Disney. This streaming service doesn't need to make a profit for like the next 10 years. I mean, I think, hell, I think even Amazon still is technically not running a profit on most of their services because they're just in it for the long game. So I could see Disney doing that too. Let's underprice it, get as many people subscribed as we can in the next decade and then just, and then start to competitively raise prices. Because I just got the first pop-up on Netflix the other day telling me that prices is going up for Netflix. I know it's only only a dollar and it's totally worth it in my in my opinion because i love netflix but yeah it's gonna the space is getting more competitive yeah it is and you know did i mean other than the fact disney said hey we we know we don't have what netflix has but they have the the money for the infrastructure and to build that up like you said they could they could take a loss for a little bit but i mean they're probably not going to take a loss because the time it gets to their streaming service they've already made up for it in theaters and you know dvd blu-ray sales yeah i mean have you ever heard a disney movie hitting other than oh was it world not world of tomorrow um tomorrowland tomorrowland like Mm -hmm. and and, um john carter of mars tanking i mean disney movies (laughs) more than make up their budget yeah i think maybe like oh man we can't launch our streaming service yet because john carter bombed we gotta pay off those bills first (laughs) yeah so like any movie any disney movie usually makes its money back in theaters or sales before it would ever hit this and that's fantastic like they don't have to worry about it like they're putting on here as a i guess um a backup option so they they keep all the money rather than license it out to netflix or some other service um i don't know i'm excited about the streaming service i believe I can finally sever ties with Netflix. I don't use it as much as most people do. Oh wow, you're you're going after it already, just like that. I I I mean, I pay for the the high end Netflix plan, the 4K with the like the mm-hmm. four screens, and I don't use it. Like we use it to watch the Marvel shows, and um, you know we're gonna talk about Netflix here now. Um, Stranger Things. Uh, so you know, other than the Punisher coming out, why would I keep my Netflix if I don't use it other for that show? past watching the punisher for stranger so. things season three coming out next year yeah I'm not, i don't need to keep it every <laughs> month for the year but yeah no stranger things season two we just watched this week so i was glad it was on netflix it was very easy to jump in there and watch it mike did you finish stranger things season two? yes i finally finished it unfortunately it came out the week that we were just moving all of our stuff into our new place so i tried my hardest to to avoid spoilers the best that i could it's actually kind of funny like just when i thought like i was getting so close to finally being able to finish the series uh just this past week i i I go to a, a weekly drawing class where we draw somebody on top of a stage that's usually dressed in some sort of like cosplay you know um and the person came in dressed as 11 and how she looks towards the end of season two i'm not going to spoil or anything um but you know she's dressed like she is at the end of season two so i'm just like i'm looking at a character that i haven't seen in the show yet so i'm just like oh my god don't say anything i just had to make a blatant statement in this in this drawing class like nobody say anything that's happening i don't know why she looks this way i'll find out in a couple episodes everybody shut up (laughs) yeah i mean it's um 
Stranger Things Season 2 hit. I You were probably the person who beat me to death saying you should watch the first season over and over mm-hmm. again, other than yes. every, like everything on the internet. And, you know, I watched it. And to me, I'm not – this is not a show for Chris. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, but I it's not something I seek out. But I do have to say Season 2 did get its own voice and got some its, its own footing to me because it didn't beat me in the face with – 80s vibe hey remember the 80s hey remember the 80s don't you like nostalgia and retro things um season two i think really came into its own voice for that and i while i did enjoy it it does have some flaws but i'm i don't want to i don't know how yeah whatever Mike, yeah, what do you yeah, think yeah in seasons two you kind of start to see the cracks in the armor a little bit it's still an amazing show mm-hmm. but there are some things that kind of bugged me it, it kind of um falls victim of the higher budget show like the second season has more money so they spend more money on visual special effects and it's just like oh, did they like though the, did they they, oh. they they did i mean that was, there was awful a, all those effects were awful this season i can't oh i can't yeah i can't agree yeah, I mean, the the special effects that they used in season one paid off really well because they used them sparingly and they were yeah. kind of scary. Like, the only time you get to see, like, one of the creatures in season one in, like, full uh, light is at the very, very last episode of the season when kind of most of the fear has been dissipated and you know what the Demogorgon is. But in this season, there's, like, creatures and just, like, full daylight hanging out. And I didn't like a lot of the sound design either. And the perfect example of it I, I could just be preference that I don't like the way that this creature sounds. Like, it sounds like, you know, whatever. Like, okay, that's just somebody's judgment call. I just didn't like it. But there is no excuse for a glass bottle of Aunt Jemima syrup to make the squeezing plastic noise that it makes. There's one scene. Look out for it. It's where one of the character's family is having having breakfast. A little girl is uh, putting syrup on her pancakes with a glass bottle, but the glass bottle makes the the noise that you do with like a plastic bottle. So it's like, who made that judgment call? That makes no sense. That bottle does not make that noise, and I just it like took me out of the show for like a couple minutes, and so. But those are, I guess, kind of just like small issues. I liked eventually where the series went. I like some of the arcs that the characters made. There's some new characters that were added. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about uh, in this show uh, the potential Nightwing cast, uh, but one of the new characters in um, Stranger Things Season 2 might possibly be Nightwing in the DC. We've, we've, actually, we've actually said this several weeks ago. That's what I thought, but yeah. I didn't know who that character was. Now yeah. I do know. So he was, I, he's in Power Rangers, the movie. Um, so which as the Red Ranger, by the way. Um, so gotcha. Um, that's how I, I was like, man, he looks familiar. So I, well, I, I do enjoy season two. I think it's rushed. They it was a rushed production because they had to put it out a year later. And they didn't expect to have to put a show out a year later. The show doesn't feel rushed though. I think no. it actually starts a little slow. Once you kind of get into the back half of the season, you're just like, all right, this is the Stranger Things I love. It's cranking. It's going forward. There's cliffhanger endings. I want to watch the next one. Starts I, off a little slow. So if you like Stranger Things season one, just just stick with the second season. It definitely ends up being awesome. I don't like the ending. Uh, the last episode is probably the worst episode I've ever seen of this show. Oh, um, wow. I, I can't. I, it's one of those, um, uh, how I would put it, like they're just, you know, doing themselves a favor because obviously there's the the duffer brothers have said they want to do four seasons this season bleeds directly into season three it doesn't feel like an actual ending i don't know how the ending happened what happened what's going on i just i don't we'll we'll just have to wait and see i I don't want to spoil the ending no i don't either Uh, and and i and i won't but it does kind of feel like you don't know if season three is going to pick up right where it leads off or if maybe the last thing that we see is just kind of like a um like um what do they call it? Not an homage, but um, a foreshadowing of the next season, mm-hmm. what could be happening. So we'll, we'll wait and see. There's lots of stuff going on, lots of fun characters. If we were doing a, a spoiler yeah. cast, we would go into it more. But on, on to the next Netflix thing. Yeah. Uh, this Friday, we talked about this at the top of the show. The Punisher will be on Netflix this Friday. So you can um, start, I guess, at like maybe 3 a.m. Eastern, midnight Pacific, whenever they turn them on uh, on Netflix. <laughs> you can watch The Punisher. I assume a lot of people are going to binge through this like nothing else this weekend. I know a lot of people are excited for The Punisher. My wife is really excited to see The Punisher. Like She's I'm surpri- ready to watch it. 
I'm really surprised. I haven't heard a whole lot of hype for it. I mean, that's not saying it's not going to be good, but I haven't heard a lot of people like chomping at the bit bit for this, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it's just the Punisher is one of those characters a lot of people remember because he's already had a show um, or several movies dating back to the 90s. Uh, people see the skull, they know the Punisher kind of thing. And I think it feels less tied into the previous shows of the Netflix series. So I think a lot of people are getting into that. Um, but also it's guns. Like a lot of people shooting <laughs> guns, not a lot of mysticalness going on in this one. No, hopefully no ninjas the whole time. So <laughs> though, I would like to see him shoot a ninja. That would be kind of um, cool. If, if they can only make up for him, not shooting that machine gun in daredevil season two, that's, that's <laughs> really all they got to make up for. Yeah. So this Friday, the Punisher, we're going to try to crank it out. But if not, you know, we plan on a week out. You may get it earlier. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Speaking of Daredevil, season four or season three has started filming already, Mike, uh, this as of this month. So <laughs> expect the expect the mandatory uh, set shot where we see Matt Murdock walking down the sidewalk in front of a brick building looking like a blind lawyer. That seems to happen every season. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it is and the, what i saw was actually like they're blocking off parking now for the show so like that's like it's public knowledge in new york that they're filming the show now mm-hmm. uh and so that's going on and the filming should continue through june 30th of 2018 so they've got a uh, six full months of this filming uh if not more going on out there seven full months yeah i mean it's already been announced that uh the kingpin is coming back mm-hmm. even if it wasn't i think we could have just assumed that he was going to be there so he's been one of the better slash best marvel villains we've had in the mcu so i'm glad to see uh d'onofrio back in action yep and new showrunners as a new showrunner as well so we i don't know where this season's gonna go but hopefully again a little less magic ninjas a little more <laughs> street justice well, I definitely don't think it's going to space. No, it's not going to space because that's where S.H.I.E.L.D. is. S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to space, and we got our Season 5 trailer. It debuted last night with the season finale of Inhumans. Um, so this trailer, they're not holding anything back on this one-minute trailer. Like They are giving us the full Episode 1 effects uh, to this, and we get to see people sucked out of like airlocks. We get to see this alien, which is probably a Marvel species called the Brood, some blue people, the Cree, and um, some pretty wicked-looking space guns, it looked like. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised how heavily they leaned into all this spaceness. You know, I thought maybe we would kind of get, like, the series kind of split in half. Maybe part of people are on Earth still, part of people in space. But this looks like it's a full-on, like, space show. And I don't know how many TV shows have actually done that, graduated from very terrestrial show into space. You know, I know lots of shows start off in space and go to planets and go back into space. But, yeah, this is kind of like a really uh, kind of clever progression of the show. Um, They really seem to be going balls to wall in this one-minute trailer. It makes me wonder if possibly this is the last season, maybe? I mean, maybe it could be. Um, It's debuting December 1st, which I think puts it in line to end at the beginning of Infinity War. Um, Mm -hmm. If they wanted to do one more season to fill in all the gaps between <laughs> Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2. They could, but a lot of this stuff looks very much like it could tie more into the Captain Marvel movie, uh, being in space and dealing with all these different alien species, introducing us to them kind of softly before the Captain mm-hmm. Marvel movie launches next, uh, I guess, two Februarys from now. Yeah, well, I guess we do know that there is kind of a little bit of tension between Marvel TV and Marvel movies, you know. <laughs> the TV doesn't really get all of the best, you know, cameos uh, from the movie universe, but we do kind of know what Thanos' ship looks like, so it just makes me think that the that the season, maybe series finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just, you know, like they've they've had their big win, all, you know, everybody has like a happy ending, and then just in the background you see Thanos' ship just heading towards Earth, and they just don't see it, and it's just like, hey, there you go, there's your Infinity War tie-in, Thanos' ship in the background. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where this, like, we don't know where in space this is either. Like, there's a lot going on. We do know that one of the characters, um, I believe um, Fitz, is still on Earth. They did not take him because there's a list of people they took in space. Um, or why they're in space, episode one and two are called um, something like, not conscription, but like whenever you get trained at something. I for, I've already forgotten. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be pretty obviously be like either the start of Sword or the Sword has been around for a while and then they're just kind of 
catching wind of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Another thing is some people might say this might be a time jump for the characters as well because they are the, you know, uh, historical protectors from S.H.I.E.L.D., like Agent Coulson. So I don't know. It could just be they've heard names throughout space, maybe not time, but there's a lot to be questioned, like a lot of answers we need questions, like questions we need answered with S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm really excited for it to return, even if it's on Friday nights at 10. (laughs) The show has been a whirlwind, that is for sure. I hated this show at one point in time, and I, I don't think at any point I've ever loved it, but now I'm excited for it, which every, is a lot every, of emotions. Every year they surprise us, um, <laughs> and, and it's never, like, it's oh, it started at a very low point and has gradually just kept going, so I'm excited to see what that turns out. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming uh, on Fridays, December 1st, so two weeks um, to take the place of the Inhuman spot. Which I've been catching up on Inhumans. I didn't watch it all live, Mike. How's it? How's it feeling? Better than I thought it would. Like I, I, I went in probably because my expectations were very, very, very low. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it as much. I like it doesn't feel like the full hour, so I can at least applaud it for not making me feel like I'm watching the show. That's <laughs> that's forty three minutes long. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I got three more to go, and I'll let you know how how it ends. All right, all right. Black Panther is technically our next Marvel movie, Mike. It is around the corner. Um, we've got some stuff released. We have two, um, I guess, two big rows of character posters they've released because they, they want to introduce us to these characters. And while I don't know their names offhand, I do have to say we get to see Claw's hand. And it looks yeah. very plasticky. <laughs> yeah, I think they intentionally uh, wanted people to know that this isn't real. There's a seam in it. There's going to be a badass gun inside of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to um, to some of that. Yeah, he looks all a little like he's been in a fight for a little bit. So Andy Serkis, I, I'm, I, he's my favorite part of Age of Ultron by a long shot. So I'm excited to see mm-hmm. him come back. We get to see um, Shuri, his sister, with her little panther gauntlets going on. Ugh, those things are so badass. She's apparently the science um commander or something of wakanda so she's like in charge of the, all the technology that comes out of there uh some other and then down we get to see the black panther's gloves look a little more detailed than i've ever seen on the black yeah, they panther look, they, yeah they look pretty robust that's for sure yeah and with some very very sharp points on it so um though it does kind of look like i I've, I've seen like these uh these kitchen gloves sold before where you put them on and you use them to like shred pulled pork so all i can think of is just uh ryan coogler behind the camera going like okay now shred that pork yeah just like that that's that's the end credit scene you are <laughs> just using those guns to, to shred the pulled pork yeah and then we get to see, you know, a couple couple uh, of the Dore Milaje here and um, Forrest Whitaker down there. I don't know what he's doing, but he's looking pretty pretty solemn. Well, and, his king's command, that's what the caption says. That's right. And then on the other flip side, the international posters actually reveal some of the more characters like uh, M'Baku, who is known in the comics as the Man-Ape, uh, Eric Killmonger, who has, like I believe, a sword and is that maybe a spear in his other hand? I don't, I don't know. know. He'll probably kill somebody with it, though. Yeah, he's uh, he's got his people's rage, as the poster says. Um, one of the the security guards, it looks like, and then lastly, uh, the the Hobbit, um, <laughs> Martin what, Freeman. What, what what is his character's name in the show? Uh, Everett. Uh, I, I, does anybody know his? I don't think we need to know his name. Yeah, he's well, he's in it. So Martin Freeman's like the 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 outside person. Like I don't know what you know this is. He's like the, what is what the, is Wakanda. He's our he's our channel into the into the story. That's right. Looking so serious as ever. So we got these posters here. You'll see them on our video. You can click a link to go through and look at them. Uh, they're pretty cool. I like them. Um, they're not. I mean, they're character posters. What can you do, right? So, uh, but we got a couple months till it comes out. So we can take a look at that. There's a theater standee showing off what this poster's didn't do. The upgraded Black Panther suit. It looks like um, with glowing blue power throughout it. I don't know what it does. I'm very intrigued by his big powerful suit, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, it looks, looks cool. I, I kind of wonder if maybe they decided to do a story without a second Black Panther suit, if they ever would have added color to it. Because I think they're like, hey, we got two identical black suits on screen. Uh, we got to pull a Mace Windu here and make one of them purple so we can know which one's yeah. the good guy. We got a purple <laughs> and a yellow. So those are alternate colors, right, on the scheme. So mm-hmm. they should go together. But it's also surrounded by the, the, the character posters. So I, I'm, I look forward to seeing this dandy somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Uh, it looks like in the background it's a theater with one of those D boxes. Mike, have you been in the D box yet? Ooh, I haven't, but I am planning on it for uh, Pacific Rim too. Oh, there you go. That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. 
And lastly, uh, I don't have the pictures here, but the Funko Pop line of Black Panther has been revealed, Mike. And um, I, it's it's going to be a problem because there's two <laughs> two Chase characters. Chases are one in six variants, and um, they're they're probably the coolest versions of them. The other ones aren't very special, so I feel like uh, they're going to be a lot of shelf warmers. So if you're interested in the, the, the Funko shelf. Pop line, yeah, shelf warmers, they're you, you're going to have to get the rare ones because they're the coolest ones. So, <laughs> you're oh, gonna well. have to buy them. That's it's your it's your it's the store that you follow. I, right? I've already put the order in. That's that's <laughs> the problem. Supporting my local comic book store is very hard to do. The Incredibles two actually might get some footage debut before the movie Coco here uh, in a week and a week and a half, Mike, or two weeks. This, this is gonna be crazy, man. We're finally getting it. It's I believe it's out next summer, and the Incredibles two will see Elastigirl as the Parr family parental figure. Initially having the adventure, while Mr. Incredible is left at home to watch Jack-Jack. So they're flipping the role a little bit here. They're reversing it. So You know, it, they, they get, the, the superhero landscape in cinema has changed so drastically since that first Incredible movies came out. It makes me wonder what their strategy is when it comes to the story. You know, do, do they try to stay true to the Incredibles and just do like a sequel just as like it came out a year or two after the first one? You know, um, or do they try to lean into all of this culture that we have into the superheroes now and just try to make a more modern sequel? I don't know which one is better or which one should work, but they do have a lot to draw on now because Incredibles used to be one of the best superhero movies ever made. I'm not saying it's not still great, but now they have a lot of competition out there in like those top 10 lists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's always still the the best Fantastic Four movie we've ever gotten. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, for this one, I mean, if if Mr. Incredible's watching Jack jacket might take place very soon after the first one ends um and that landscape in that movie is that superheroes are not very you know they don't like them yet they were kind of outlawed so i don't mm-hmm. know i'm excited to see kind of where that goes and and what these what they've learned from the first one what it's going to do i don't yeah, know since you know pixar does kind of lean a little bit into comedy it makes me wonder if maybe they'll parody some superheroes a little bit like maybe they'll have like a rich guy in a mechanical suit that's just like a dumb obnoxious drunk and you're like oh okay that's like iron man yeah the 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 rise of the superheroes again kind of like um dealing with that i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot to do there i'm excited i'm excited to watch it mike yeah i'm excited we're never we're never running out of news over here at superior slate that's for sure no that's not because the other big news this week which i thought was the biggest thing ever (laughs) <laughs> which is soon outweighed by Star Wars, um, which I think was probably good on Disney's behalf, is that 20th Century Fox has reportedly been in and out of talks to be purchased by Disney, Mike. Disney. This oh. this news is so huge, but also it feels like it's so old. I felt like we talked about this last week, but this is like the first time that we get to talk about it on the mic, right? Yes, this is. We've not discussed this whatsoever. Um, but Disney is reportedly to buy f- most of Fox. They cannot buy the entire Fox studio, Mike, um, uh-huh. because they cannot buy Fox News and Fox Sports or the broadcast channel because then that would be considered a monopoly in that regards. And Disney doesn't. Disney does not want their sports and news networks. I mean, who wants to buy Fox News to begin with? <laughs> but yeah. But Disney doesn't want that because the Big D wants their film division. For two reasons, Mike. What two reasons do you think? Oh, I'll give you the first. The first one's obvious. Why are they buying? <laughs> why are they buying Fox, Mike? It's it's those X Men, man. Mm-hmm. And any other Fantastic Four, any other characters they may have the rights to. Mm-hmm. If Disney gets Fox, and, and and the second they acquire him, all these characters now going to play under the same roof. That means Phase Four. They probably haven't announced it because these talks have been in place, Mike, and we could be blown away with new x-men and new fantastic force of blending right into the marvel universe right out the gate yeah i mean i really don't know how i feel about this i love the idea of disney getting the characters back under run one roof but i don't like the idea of a, of a whole studio just disappearing i mean i might have a slightly different perspective from this just because i'm i'm, I'm out here on the west coast where this studio is and i've been seeing really mixed reactions of people saying if there's one less studio you know that's one less place where you can take your script to and have it read that's one place that you can possibly get a job you know think of all the people that you know could possibly lose their job from consolidation you know of these two studios i mean that's what happened when um was it when universal bought dreamworks i think that's who bought DreamWorks, um, but a lot of people lost their jobs over that merger. So it's kind of like 
I, I love the idea of them getting the characters, but I, I feel like there's just a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other stuff that's built into it too. So I kind of wish that Fox would just be like, hey, maybe we just become a different type of film studio. You know, if we're not making a lot of money, why don't we just sell sell the Marvel rights? back to disney we stay keep disney we keep fox alive but we just use all of this money we got from selling x-men you know and just make new movies make new stuff keep the studio alive so i don't know the consolidation of power just in general whether it's movies or whether it's like corporations or like fast food or whatever it's it's usually not like a good thing we, we the competition's good so there's a part of me that loves the idea and there's a part of me that makes me really worried so I don't know, man. At the end of the day, Disney is still not the biggest studio out there. Even after this merger, Warner Brothers is bigger than than both of them. Um, which is probably my biggest concern, is that Warner Brothers has that much power. Um, this isn't about Warner Brothers. So, what if they... I mean, if it was a merger, like, what makes you think that 20th Century Fox would go away when Disney buys them? Because they didn't do away with Lucasfilm, they didn't do away with Marvel... Well, it wouldn't be that they would disappear. Is that there'd be a lot of overlap between the two corporations? So I'm not I'm not saying necessarily that you know like an entire writers' room might get fired or something like that. But there's going to be a lot of overlap in the two studios, you know. So it's not like hey, we're just going to buy Fox and keep them going. But you know, there's going to be like tons of like administrative people that probably get laid off. There's going to be lots of producers that get like nixed, you know, because hey, we already got producers that can oversee your projects, and you know. So I don't know. There's just it. I, just consolidation of power i just don't really like the whole idea because you know it does get a little closer to a monopoly uh it's just it's just less studios in town like you know less studios in town i i just feel like you know disney might be like oh maybe we got to make fox more nimble move them to georgia or something like that i don't know it like just just fox just sell them your x-men they'll mm-hmm. they'll make you a lot of money and then you can keep fox alive yeah, I just I just don't know after looking at what Fox has put out lately, like is I mean, was Fox doing that's good for the world? Um because I mean, have have you looked at their movie list? Like there's a lot more misses than hits. Yeah, yeah, it has not been it has not been a the good couple of years for them, except for Deadpool, I guess. Well, I mean, other if you take the Marvel characters out because, you know, again, your recommendation is sell the Marvel characters. We've got Alien Covenant. Um, we've got, I guess, the Planet of the Apes franchise is, is doing well, but has that wrapped? I don't know if that wrapped up or not. I, th- I, I think that's wrapped. I mean, the only saving grace that I have in my head is, you know, I guess uh, the studios out there are growing still because I guess you can start to factor Netflix into movie studios now because they are pretty much a movie studio. Throw Amazon in there. I think Apple's trying to get into the mix with making mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, maybe that's what's driving the sale. Maybe Fox is like, we just can't. I think I actually saw a statement that said, like, Fox just can't compete in this landscape of all this competition. And it's just like, well, right. that's also kind of bullshit. You just made shitty movies. If all of your X Men movies were good or you made better movies, you wouldn't have to be sold to Disney. I don't know. It's very complicated. I don't think I don't think any one person on the internet can just kind of come up and definitively say, oh, this is good or bad. It's just a, the pro con list is is uh it's both very long right um to me it's good fox has occasional um glimmers of hope in here um but at the same time looking at the list good lord like i can't believe fox did some of these movies or (laughs) has their name on some of these movies um so uh, to me i'm okay with it but i'm I'm not directly affected. i'm more of a consumer point of view yeah um but also disney wants to, to consolidate like all these 20th century fox movies would be under disney and they could offer those on their streaming service we talked about earlier uh-huh. which would make it more directly in competition with netflix uh a lot of people have said you know the original star wars movie mike the unaltered new hope i don't know if they'll ever release it but they would have the opportunity to release the original movies unaltered now that if they were all together yeah, and they'd probably have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to like selling like you know trilogy bonus bonus packs and collector sets and stuff. Because I feel like they always have to approach Fox and just cut a deal with them so they yeah. can get the rights to that first movie. So that that that'd be pretty funny if this is all masquerading <laughs> around just getting that one Star this is Wars for movie, Star but, Wars, yeah, and Star Wars but, and Marvel. It's all about forget the rest of it. We just want Star Wars and Marvel. Let's yeah, but but if we wanted to fantasize just as consumers. 
for a second and not worry about all the machinations and people losing jobs and stuff like that and you know crazy uh crazy overlord disney that they are uh it would be super cool to see wolverine and captain america fight side by side so oh yeah i want to i want to see some of that i mean hugh jackman said he would come back as wolverine if yeah, disney he, was in charge he did he did so maybe that's what brings him back yeah so but that's that and then also this 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 talk between them has been going on for months apparently and the latest report I read, probably not 30 minutes before we started recording, is the deal is still not dead. Both Ooh. companies are at the process, like, what do we do? What what can we do? And both companies' stock shares went up huge. <laughs> once, <laughs> the, once the announcement, I think 19% on Fox and 7% on Disney. Wow. And Disney was already pretty high up there. So uh, a lot of investors feel this is a good thing, it sounds like. I don't know. Uh, the one person who is not okay with this is the creator of Deadpool. Um, I can't even think of his name off the top of my head now. I'm, I'm bad at this. Um, Rob Liefeld, he's like, oh, you shouldn't do this because Deadpool and these, is, is your new Star Wars franchise. Look, <laughs> I love Deadpool as much as the next person, but Deadpool is not the Star Wars of Fox. Yeah, I think, shot. yeah, he's getting a little too... Uh... Little, little, little too excited, <laughs> right? But at the same time, Mike was able to share with me. You, you shared with me first the first poster for Deadpool two, yeah. And it's just in time for the holidays here. Seeing some returning characters and one new one, I guess two new ones. Um, it looks like Deadpool serving up a turkey at Thanksgiving around a very happy table full of people, with Stanley in the background looking over them. Yes, and very classic kind of Norman Rockwell style, that classic painting where they're setting down the turkey at the table. I thought this is funny. This is a, you know, this is a bringing us back into the the Deadpool marketing uh circle. We're going to getting a bunch of weird fun stuff that we love. Uh <laughs> I like how there's only butter and celery on the table <laughs> and the turkey. Yep. Uh, it I mean, if you look at the poster for a little too long, you start to realize this is kind of like this weird kind of Photoshop. Maybe it's painted. Maybe it's edited. None of the angles or perspective make any sense, but that's kind of not what this is for. This is just like it's homaging to a painting. Don't look too deep into it. It's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> yeah, and I think the one thing, if you look at uh, Josh Brolin, his right eye is actually glowing, and we've not seen that yet, so I'm really excited to see his um glowy eye i guess i don't know i want to see some footage give us some deadpool footage it comes out in june like we need this we need some yeah. Deadpool footage give it to us that's one thing fox has going for it another thing i thought fox had going for it this year it's not everyone thinks it but it's kingsman the golden circle the physical release is coming out december 12th in time for christmas don't watch it with your family and the digital <laughs> release is december 5th while i don't think either of these dates are very you know interesting except the fact digital is now only one week before physical they used to be a couple two weeks or three weeks and now they're getting them down to that one week window where who wants a physical movie anymore man i want both i want both (laughs) yeah but you just you got that collector mentality you got to put it up on a shelf i do uh i know a lot of people who i was talking to my cousin today and he's still buy. he's just now getting into buying blu-rays for the first time instead of dvds (laughs) oh wow he's probably like the quality it's amazing (laughs) and i'm like oh man by the time you get done with this 4ks will have kicked dvd to the curb so um so i know there are people out there who just like to buy it because a their internet sucks um and or or b they just don't want to do they don't trust the the online stores which is they've been around a while be and okay. plus there, there's some shitty isps out there that put a uh, data caps on your home network so if you're downloading like 4k 4k blu-rays that could be like half of your bandwidth and that's yeah. really shitty so I yeah mean, I, I get it the struggle's real the struggle is very real the struggle this week that is also very real is us going to see Justice League. Um, <laughs> it is released this Friday, November 17th, or Thursday afternoon, if you're lucky enough, like myself. Uh, we do have confirmation that there are two post-credit scenes for the first time in, there you go. in this. So I don't know what they are. I'm not going to look into it. If you don't want to know anything about this movie, I think uh, reactions and press things are embargoed until Tuesday. Or yeah, maybe Wonder- Monday or Tuesday. Wonder Woman didn't have post credit scenes either, right? As far as I know, no. Because technically, Batman v Superman was the post credit scene to that movie. Oh, yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> it was all about looking back at the picture of it. So mm-hmm. um, so Justice League is is happening um, this week. We get to see it. 
however, an article, an interview with Ben Affleck says he's unsure of his future after two more appearances. Uh, yet again, <laughs> I, he's out again. So yeah, I think there's a lot that's going to that statement. Uh, th- there's a possibility that uh, some accusations against Ben Affleck might be coming out. I think maybe even as early as Monday. So you could be listening to this right now, and maybe there's a headline out there saying something about Ben Affleck. But yeah, we're not too sure what that is. So I'm not going to speculate. But also, I mean, maybe Affleck also kind of sees a little bit of a sinking ship, possibly. I don't know. There's a whole lot going on over there at Warner Brothers. And I, I mean, that's like I said, my curiosity is peaked. At this point, <laughs> I don't think it's Warner Brothers. I think it's just him. Um, between, like, he went to rehab for alcohol addiction and divorced his wife during all, like, this whole time he's been Batman. People ask him about Batman on the on the daily. Um, I think he's burned himself out <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, maybe. And every week, every about every, once a month, we have is he in, is he out, and then everyone tries to argue is he, is he not. I don't think. I mean, I don't. We haven't heard any update on the Batman, but we do know there is a Deathstroke movie coming and Flashpoint. So Flashpoint could erase him and replace him, <laughs> and Deathstroke may not even need him. So I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, at this point, it's just kind of like you believe it when you see it. I feel like there one hundred percent is going to be an Aquaman movie because we've seen the set photos, mm-hmm. but. I mean, that The Flash doesn't even have a director yet, so... <laughs> That's right. So the only movie we do know about they're doing right now is, I think, Aquaman is rap shooting, so we'll probably definitely see it. Mm-hmm. And then um, Shazam. So we got that. But one of the villains of Shazam is Black Adam, who may make his first appearance, actually, in Suicide Squad 2. I don't know what's going on here, man. <laughs> so Suicide Squad 2 may introduce Black Adam as the thing is a weapon of mass destruction the squad is sent to obtain. I, I don't know how that would work. Um, it's, 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 it's really hard to care. I hate Suicide Squad so much. So thinking about the sequel already makes me annoyed. And then, like, you can't just add a rock to it and fix it, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that, doesn't, that doesn't classify as an introduction to the character. Just throwing <laughs> him in another movie. That's what your other movies have been doing wrong give him an origin movie let him do his own thing so i don't yeah <laughs> on the flip side shazam is filming and they have officially cast um their young billy batson with the actor known as asher angel i think he's known for a show called andy mack on disney um he's a young guy doesn't have really anything going for him other than the fact he's young so he will be playing billy batson in the shazam movie who turns into zachary levi <laughs> when he says the word shazam Zachary Levi, Shazam! Does he look like a young Zachary Levi? I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at this up well, real quick. Well, was that ever? I mean, is that technically what happens when when Billy Batson says Shazam? Does he grow up, or does he kind of transform into another? It's another person. Hero, like yeah, I was never sure. Like he's not aging into a super powered person, right? He's kind of. It's like a whole new. Per- I never really understood yeah, what was going on that's there. A, so. That's a good question. What what even <laughs> what even is a Shazam? Yeah, what's happening? Other there? than the fact it's an app that tells you about what song <laughs> you're listening to. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe maybe we'll learn. So I don't think he has to look like him. But also, who knows how how much this Asher is going to be even be in the movie? We care about uh, Shazam smashing stuff. I mean, when he shows up in like ju- in the Justice League like comics and cartoons and stuff like that, you know, he's usually just Shazam the whole time. So. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to look this up here. Or, but his name's like not Shazam. That's like the title of the comic. His name is like Captain Marvel. But depending on when and where you're watching him, they I don't know what they call him. So I don't know. A lot yeah. of confusing things considering his name is literally the competition. Yeah. So, uh, so um, Shazam is like the powers he gets um, from from different characters: Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury, and they all spell Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was granted the powers by a dying Shazam, and I don't know if he he turns into an adult version. I don't know if his mental state stays there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up later because this is confusing. <laughs> but that movie is next after Aquaman, so we maybe we'll see. <laughs> it's I'm pretty sure it's gonna go. However, another franchise is dying. I believe this is a Universal franchise. Mike um, is the Dark Universe that uh, started with the Mummy and ended with the Mummy. Is probably going to die. Uh, the producers, uh, Kurtzman and I forget the other guy, have left to focus on other projects. And um, the Mummy's failure to launch is the center of all these problems. So yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think it's pretty obvious we're not going to be seeing more of this. Um, I thought I heard somewhere that there's a there's a possible idea of maybe letting smaller studios or smaller directors mm. kind of just latch onto the IP and just kind of make their own standalone movies, like because like these dark monsters can still come back, but they don't have to be in a franchise. I think it would have been cool if it would have worked, but obviously it didn't work. So yeah, just go ahead and go make a new Invisible Man movie. I don't know. Go do something with them. Yeah, after they did this big casting of like Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem, and I think Angelina Jolie was supposed to play Bride of Frankenstein, and they stopped production on that movie entirely, and now they're leaving. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the, like the perfect example of counting your eggs before they hatch. Yeah, DC is like <laughs> great. Now we can have the Dark Universe name back without you guys doing anything with it. So, <laughs> good job. And lastly, um, I don't know. Did you watch the movie Split yet, Mike? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this. I haven't seen Split. I haven't seen Unbreakable, both from M Night Shyamalan. I understand that there's some sort of weird connection with a character they exist uh, in the by same Samuel. universe yeah i don't know what it is so i don't know maybe be a play a little coy with me and don't spoil anything because i want to get around to him but i haven't so seen the it. third movie in this is called glass which is based after named after the character played by samuel l jackson in unbreakable mm-hmm. um so this is going to tie these movies directly together uh using bruce willis's character and then um uh xavier um, I'm seeing bad with names today. His character, that guy's character, whoever yeah, the, plays... the 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 main the main actor in Split. Yes, so it will tie them together somehow. This Mister Glass is involved. We don't know anything about it. Um, it's kind of on here, but we get to see our first look at Samuel Jackson as Mister Glass on the set, and he's taken his. He usually had on a dark black trench coat and looks to be going with a more stylish purple this time around. So. Yeah, I mean, when's I'm trying to remember the last time I've seen a Samuel L. Jackson movie where he was the lead. I mean, he always he's always like in awesome movies, but Hateful he's usually Eight. playing he's pl- usually playing second banana. I haven't seen Hateful Eight, but he, is he is he the lead? He is. One, that's a very he, that's a very ensemble movie. He is very much one of the the biggest main character. I would say the most main character in the movie. Yes. All right. Well, good to know. So I like the Hateful Eight. That's a good movie. So. Um, but yeah, so if you watch Unbreakable and then Scene Split and then we get Glass coming up, uh, I guess in a little, little over a year, year and a half, I don't know. So they're doing it. Shamalama Ding Dong's back, man. He's sitting <laughs> us with his movies. Is, is, is this his renaissance or is he just going to let us down? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We just definitely... don't give him a big budget. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him any ego. Don't tell him he's doing good. Just let him, let him work. Uh, once you tell him he's good, his movies are bad. So that's our show for the week. We had all our news and all our notes. Mike, people want to follow you, learn more about what you're up to. Where can they do that at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to. See maybe if you end up uh, uh, seeing that Justice League movie with your buddy. Yeah. Uh, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. You can listen to the show Filmside Chats, which might have a new episode this week. Or head over to the DNN on YouTube, too, I do at the Destination Comic Book Store. Forgot, forgot to mention at the top of the show, the Rickmobile from Rick and Morty is stopping by the Destination this Thursday. Ooh. So I was traveling the country, and the Destination was chosen as a stop in Louisville on Thursday. So I'll be <laughs> there at the Rickmobile before I go see Justice League. So. Yeah, there was a very funny moment when I was taking a uh, a shuttle into the convention center for Comic Con, and I was sitting in the front seat of the shuttle bus. So you know, you have that giant glass front windshield, and we turn a corner, and as soon as we turn a corner, we're like literally right behind the Rickmobile, and the Rickmobile faces backwards. Mm-hmm. So Rick is always looking at the people behind him. So like, I t- we turn is like Rick's freaking face, like right in front of me. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, uh, apparently the lines for this thing are huge, and they get capped because they can only sell the merchandise they have in the car with them. Um and yeah, so I I don't know. I expect a big turnout. I look forward to seeing some people there, but Justice League's my priority that night. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if people want to know more about us, maybe hear some of our old reviews, get ready for our new reviews. Where can they find more of our shows at Mike and get ready for that? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out all these things that we've been talking about, uh, we got it all nicely organized on one little page for you. So if you want to see that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer, you don't want to track it down on that Twitter account, wherever it might be, you can find it at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 
If you want to get uh, a superhero slate shirt, that'll be pretty sweet. Wearing I think one you can right get now. In, yeah, you, I believe you can also get them in long sleeve. That's too, what I'm wearing. So. Long sleeve. Oh, it's cold. There out you here. go. Yeah. yeah, it's getting cold. So visit superheroslate.com/store. Did a cool shirt. And if you wanna, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a, a review. Uh, that's our five favorite. stars, four stars, whatever you think, uh, whatever you think we deserve. That's our favorite Christmas present. Don't buy us anything. Just leave us reviews. Yes, please don't buy us anything. I am running out of space in my <laughs> in my place, so I cannot hold any more physical objects. So uh, yeah, consider leaving us a review, uh, writing us something, uh, kind words, helpful criticism, anything. We love it. Yeah, like do you, I, I hate it when I'm listening to a podcast and like somebody has like a really noisy chair or like somebody like is, is, that, is that very pointed at me right now? Uh, uh, no, me. like I think my chair actually squeaks sometimes too. Or I hate it when like people don't understand they shouldn't be chewing in front of a microphone. Like I hate that. So if anything like that is ever bothering you, we just might be totally unaware write us a review let us know and we'll fix that shit right away that's right we will we'll <laughs> remind each other we'll, we'll be into each other too we'll make yeah. fun of each other yeah but if you want to be a super fan of the show uh all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week sometimes twice maybe even three times a week depending on uh, how things go next weekend but stay tuned get subscribed and uh, look out for that justice league uh review next week that's right i guess until then we will see you guys next week all right adios bye-bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I had to try so hard to avoid spoilers, so I want to I be nice to people out there that haven't finished it yet. Oh, you're too nice. <laughs>